Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Here's your host, Marty Grunder. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and The Grover with another exciting edition of The Grow Show, powered by Steel. In the Steel Studios with me today. The what? The Grow Show. The Grow Show. I got to lean away from it. Oh, you're all right. Thank you. I thought we were doing something wrong. We've got Seth Flum, our president from Grunder Landscaping Company, in here today on the second edition here of a two-part series. The first one, Seth, we talked about buying versus leasing. We gave a little bit of our philosophy, shared some really good tips and tactics that maybe will hopefully will help our followers. Today, I want to talk about replacing. Like, we love our trucks. I mean, I have a nice Toyota pickup truck. You got a nice Toyota 4Runner. We like them and everything, but like, they're not monuments. No, except maybe mine. Well, maybe okay. maybe mine too. They are the two cleanest trucks in the in the fleet. We've got a lot of nice vehicles. I'm not even. I've lost count on how many vehicles we have now. It's quite a few. It's 45 maybe. I, I don't know. I lost track because we bought a lot of new ones to satisfy the growth. But I think, you know, through the years, visiting over 200 landscaping companies, having my own landscaping company, working closely with you, you know, a lot of contractors look at their equipment as assets, which they are assets, okay? But I also have heard people, I think, and this is where, this is where I think they're making a mistake, where they, they'll say, well, it's paid for, you know, and I'm really excited it's paid for, and this truck is worth this, and, and that's fine, that's good, I get it. But, you know, we've learned that you're either going to have a payment for a new truck, or you're gonna have a payment to work on one, really. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the bigger pieces of equipment, like we have, I think we have four wheel loaders or something like that, because we're doing a lot more snow. We've got an older cat loader that we wouldn't get rid of. I mean, it makes sense to keep mm -hmm. it. That that stuff's, yeah. yeah, that stuff's a little more heavy duty. But the replacement, like when do we look at replacing a truck? Let's, let's talk a little bit about the dynamic that goes on here and what you think the best oh. practice there is. So, you know, my motto, the first thing is just don't replace or buy it because you need a tax write-off. Yeah, right, okay? right. Yeah. Justify that you're efficient. Great point. Efficient. We see, we see contractors scrambling in December for the 173 deduction and they say they need a tax deduction, which is silly. It, do you really need it? Is there something else? Yeah. Because you, if you're not paying cash for it, you're going to, you, you got debt. Yeah. And you right. got a loan payment. So, right weigh that into that decision right don't um, just go because to avoid tax yeah. and right. and you know good accountants good great cpas want to mitigate your tax burden but a lot of times they don't look in the future of revenue and is that tool producing the amount of revenue it should and that's what right. a truck is is a tool i mean it's an asset but right how much revenue is it producing right exactly so just don't buy to do that or buy because it's the new shiny thing right my motto is once it's been so we we're going to depreciate over five years, tack another five on it. And after that, you're really going to start seeing it go down. So about 10 years. About 10 years, you're going to see the truck, it's fully depreciated. So you're not getting any tax while right. they'll, you know, benefit, from, benefit it, right. from it. And typically at that point in time, repair repairs costs are going up. Right. up. That would be my suggestion to look at and balance that. And every company is a little bit different. We are getting to the point where even some of our older trucks are just going to hold on to. They're not going to be out working every single day, but they're there for salt in the winter. And we're putting a hopper on the back and we're they're out in the night and everything else. The image is less of an issue. We've got a, I think it's a 20 plus year old Freightliner that 
you said is hell on wheels for Sultan. Yeah, and it worked great. It was <laughs> right. my, my truck of choice. We're right. replacing it with a newer truck this year, but we're going to keep it out on Sultan. Right. It, it's probably only going to last another two years. The right. last, our three oldest trucks maybe only have two two more years left. Bill has been watching it closely on their value. He's our fleet manager. Our fleet right. manager looking at the value, and then we've had some repairs this year, and he goes, we may squeak two more out. Right. And then we take care of them. Right. We put a, there's a new wash that we're trying out this year for the salt and a coating that Bill's working on with, with Jimmy, but. Who's one of our group leaders. One of our group right. leaders. Yeah, Snow Super. Yep. yep. So be smart about when you actually need that truck right. first. Right. And then, and from there, it's a judgment call of how much money you're, you're putting into replacing it or repairing it before you replace it. Right. I like equipment and trucks. But I can tell you what I don't, what I dislike more is it's sitting there or it's right. not being efficiently right. used. Because it's that, paid for or yeah. I like it yeah. or whatever. We looked, we have a class seven Freightliner. I think it was one of your first trucks, right? We the still have. 701? And yeah. I, and two years ago, I just wanted to get rid of it. Wanted right. to get rid of it. Right. And then Jimmy goes, well, how are we going to haul the product from our screening facility so, right. down to, here? To the bins. To the bins. He goes... We don't put any money in it. Right. Never breaks down. What? How are we going to replace that? And I was like, you got a point. Right. So, you got to be aware of yeah. how you're using so, what you're doing. So, so share with our followers on the Grow Show, powered by Steel. Who are the people that are involved? Because I'm not involved in the fleet decisions. I don't. I, I think you may. When we have a budget, we agree upon. I mean, I I'm not even involved in purchasing the trucks. You know what we need to get. You go get it. Who do you get involved in, like, are we going to get another truck? Are we going to replace one? Give our followers a little bit of insight on how we handle And I'm not saying we do it the absolute perfect way. It works really well yeah. for us. It, and it's evolved immensely over the last two years. Yeah, uh, It was myself and Dalton making those decisions. And now, this year, we sat down, came up with our budget for 24 in April, or actually March, and then came up with our tactical plan, what we needed. And then I said, Bill, start getting quotes, start planning it, figuring out what we have. All right, that's the best case right. scenario. We realized maybe we could be more efficient. And then in July, we, we tweaked that and right. said, right. remove some trucks from that. Right. Plane. We think we're going to gain more efficiency. Right. right. And, and from that point, we took it to the operations managers, Bill and myself, and said, this is what we're looking at. What do you think? Should what do you think? Me? Okay. Um, it was pretty cool to... Them, they're like, well, all we want is two more dump trailers. That would solve a lot of it, and we don't need two more trucks. Yeah. So, and I think that's being collaborative. I, I, yeah, I dump think, trailers cheap compared exactly. To and I yeah. think that's growth because the prior regime that we had, a lot of nice people, great people, but they were really into equipment, and and we've we've had a change in philosophies. Like I really believe our group leaders, our operations managers, they're into making money because they're incentivized, yeah. and they don't want more trucks because it means their bonus is going to be less. They're they're motivated to to do what's the best thing you can do there and that's been a nice it's just been a nice dialogue going on there in in two ways the way our bonus program works and we we love the overtime right because overtime and i'll, I'll use this example three people work 40 hours a week 120 hours and what they produce now 130 hours but you don't want overtime what do you got to do? You got to hire somebody, right. twenty dollars right. an hour. You right. Buy another truck. Buy another truck, and then you and have more equipment, more indirect in time, and all that. More too. indirect time now right. because you're going back and forth with another right. person, and then you all have more offsite time. All right, or you just have those individuals work two extra hours every day, 
Right. And All if right. you factor in the fact these are experienced employees that are probably working at a higher, more yep. productive level than somebody yep. new, you know, that is one of the things when people come to visit us, they're surprised that we do overtime and we'll hear them say that we we frown on overtime, there's a moratorium on overtime. It's only the 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 premium. That's it. So we gain right. thirty hours, right. paying ten dollars extra right. an hour of a guy 20. that we know knows how to do the work, less equipment, and all we that. didn't have to buy the truck, right? And it was less drive time back and forth because we added an hour on in the morning and in the afternoon. Okay, yeah. Guess right. where that goes? And I guess That's culturally speaking, what we should share with you too is we have men and women here that want to work. Like they want the hours, mm -hmm. they get upset when they don't get overtime. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So it, you know, it's it's it works for us, folks. It may not work for you, but we're we're giving you insights today on the Grow Show, powered by Steel. Seth Flum, our president from Grunder Landscaping, is in the Steel Studios with me today. We're talking about replacements and where you do that, when you do that, so on and so forth. Is there any other angle to replacements that you want to talk about? What about smaller pieces of equipment? Weed eaters, blowers, mowers are bigger. Talk to everyone about what we do with that. So there's another way you replace. I just want to touch on it when you're retooling. We have some trucks that we're going to use as spare trucks for next year, or they allow us to be flexible. Okay. Because we have a theory of how we're going to be efficient. We haven't tried it yet. So if we do come through on all these maintenance contracts, it takes a long time to order a custom truck. That's the other custom, problem. Custom right. truck. Right. We're going to just flexicute it next year. Right. And with trucks we had that, that aren't perfect, but they're here. They're here. Right. And we can add a trailer on them and make, right. it, work. make it work for you here. Yep. Right. So they were getting replaced because we retooled, but we're going to keep them as flexibility of growth. So they're here. We're not going to customize one because it's hinged on yes. sales. To answer your question about smaller equipment, we, we try to maintain as much as we can in-house. But what we found, we, we kept stuff in-house for so long. Yeah. When we took it outside, they said, you're going to pay more to right. fix it than what it's worth and right. just finding parts for it. Right. So that's the big thing. Be aware of how much yep. you're putting into it. And a weed eater, it's not that expensive. Right. If you get five years out of it, that's great. Right. And Bill has a better philosophy on it. He, he's managing that, coming up with how long he thinks we should have. I'm backing out of it more. Right. He might be the one that will, will yeah. educate us both yeah. on how to roll. Well, and we're running right. good stuff, folks. Yeah. You you want to guess what we're using? We're using steel equipment, all, which all which we which stuff. we love. Yeah. yeah. The stuff is extremely dependable. They've been great working with us on teaching us how to maintain it. There's a there's a program we put them through in the winter mm -hmm. that I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's with cleaning the carbon out. That's about the extent I know. You may want to talk to your local steel dealer about extending the life of your stuff that way. What about mowers? What about mowers, Vermeer mini skid steers, John Deere skid steers, mini excavator, we're John Deere, we're Vermeer mowers. What, what about those? Yeah, the mowers, three years ago, we had what, six mowers. Yeah. So now we have 20, 28. Yeah, I was going like to say 30, 24. right. Yeah, yeah I, a lot. I've lost track. Right. And we have another eight or 10 on order for next year. In addition, those are not replacements, those are growth. Right. So it's new for me. It builds working with uh, some great vendors on what's the lifespan of a commercial mower right. using every day. Right. It, before we hit that tipping point, it's fully depreciated and then we're spending too much money right. to repair it constantly right. or downtime. So Bill is our fleet manager and all that stuff is entered in a spire. Mm -hmm. He's following it. 
you talk about what can be measured can be improved. We also talk a lot about the fact that good managers make good decisions with good information. I mean, he's tracking all that. So we're getting data that like, we're not, yeah. we're, we're probably guessing some right now, mm -hmm. but it's getting to be the point, Seth, correct me if I'm wrong, where it's less and less getting and it's facts. Yes. It's we're seeing what's happening. Yeah. For the first half of the year, it's really been guessing, but Bill's been watching how many hours are put on per week per mower because they don't, yeah, we're driving from property to property. Right. So Moti may be working 60 hours, but how much is each mower actually right. cutting? Right. So how many weeks per year, how many hours per year can we get out of those mowers before we're hitting the 3000 mark or whatever Bill was talking and researching right. that we need to start saying every three years or four years, we've got to right. replace 10 of them plus right. add 10 for growth. Right. And he's working on that. But it, he was asking me this spring when he took the position. I said, Bill, you know, we, we had a fraction. We didn't have a fleet yeah, manager. Well, we, we, we had some, we, it was kind of like a, a tag team and, mm -hmm. and things were suffering and we had grown like, we've, we've almost tripled the size of the business in the last three, three years. years. Yeah. And so trip, we haven't tripled the amount of equipment uh, on the mowers we have, but yes. on the trucks we haven't. We've just become more efficient there, but we're learning a lot as we go. And, and you have someone that spends 50 hours a week thinking about the fleet. Exactly. And he's came up with a lot of great ideas. Once again, ideas, but then he says, I'm going to put this in place and this in place to track it. I mean, we have telematics on them, so we know how much they're running and he's watching it and then he's going to get a good gauge. Yep. But it was theory and he was asking me the questions, great questions. I didn't have the answers because first A, you know, we had six right. mowers and then right. exactly. <laughs> we've never had, yeah. and I don't had to worry right. about them. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, buying, you know, buying versus leasing, we covered that in the episode in part one. We've gone in pretty good in depth here with replacements. Is there any other thing you wanna share on the equipment, like with the replacements? I, to me, the biggest thing that, that I hear you saying and that I feel we've done a good job is like strip the emotion out of it. You get, you think this thing's a monument or you think it's worth a lot of money, so you hold it on, but then it's dripping you to death mm -hmm. or it's no longer fitting your needs the way you want it. Like. The, the truck, the, the flatbed dump truck and the 16 foot enclosed trailer that we're using to do maintenance visits, we don't want that anymore. Yeah. It's it's too much. It's, I didn't even think about it. It's also an extra four tires on the road and brakes you gotta fix and everything else. Yeah. So, and, and if you have something that older and it's around the shop and it works, we huh. have a, a 753 Bobcat right. that works in the plant yard. And right, that's 25 we, years old, I don't know. We make it, we have two PM services a year. I mean, yeah, we had a hydraulic line break, but you have them break on the new ones. Right. I forget how many hours it has on it. That Bill probably knows six, seven thousand hours, but it works. Right. Exactly. Don't get caught up in buying another seventy-five thousand dollar machine when it's only putting on two hundred hours. Right. And it's loading plants it's for loading an plants. hour. You know. Yeah. A few days a week. Yeah. And we put it out in snow. Right. It has a heater and a cab. Right. And so, it works. And it works. Right. Which is a smaller box. Right. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that Seth is sharing with us today, folks, is having a handle on your numbers. You know, Aspire makes it easy. The fleet management module in there helps us be able to keep tabs on it. And then you can make good decisions and, and get the people involved. Like if you and Dalton made all the decisions without consulting, I mean, now we have a fleet manager, so you'd be an idiot for not consulting them, but you're also consulting the people using the equipment because you yourself, you're not in that equipment to yeah. the degree you were even five years ago. No. I'm not around it. No. And my thing is, is, is it going to be used and is it going to make money? Yeah. Period. Right. Don't get caught up into it's cool. Right. And I like equipment. Right. Know, I like riding the big loaders. Yes, exactly. Right. Wrong, but right. is it going to make, make money? Make you money. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. have a handle on your numbers and you know if it's going to perform? Yeah. 
Seth, it's been great having you folks. Again, we had Seth Flum, our president from Grunder, in here today on the Grow Show powered by steel. We hope in a small way we helped you with your fleet. If you're just stumbling upon episode number two here on the fleet, go back to the first part of this two-part series. We hope you helped you. Obviously, tell your friends so we can help more landscape professionals across the country. And we will see you next week on The Grow Show. Thanks, Seth. Thanks, Marty. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.